0: This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 147. This week, we welcome to the show for the first time ever. You've seen him recently in places such as Power Entertainment, SSW, and All-Heel Wrestling. And I really dig deep into his career and some of the places he's been and some of the opponents he's faced, and you might be a little surprised. Our guest this week, Paulie Tomaselli. Plus, we're going to talk about the Survivor Series and the great storytelling there. And we're previewing a huge weekend in professional wrestling, including Freelance, Northland Pro, Rocket Pro, Pow Entertainment, and Wisconsin's biggest independent show, Blizzard Brawl. And we're going to bring it all to you coming up next, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.TrueHeightsTX.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your freelance underground independent champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. What a weekend at WWE Survivor Series. And I just have to say, I really enjoyed the show. And in your main event, the Bloodline defeats the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens in the War Games match. Great storytelling where Sami Zayn helps the Bloodline win the match. Low blows Kevin Owens, sets it up for Jay Uso to get the Superfly Splash. And the three count. And I, I have to tell you, it, this whole thing with Sami Zayn, this, he's a star now. Bona fide superstar. And this is going to lead to something big with him and Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. And will Sami end up challenging for the championship at some point? I just love how they're milking all of this out on this storyline. And... Perhaps we'll get some twists and turns in the months to come. We got the Royal Rumble in a couple of months. And then it's WrestleMania season. So it's going to be a lot of fun in WWE. Really solid show. And I know a lot of people were crapping on the Ronda Rousey Shotzi SmackDown Women's Championship match. And I thought that match was okay as well. AJ Styles winning was a solid win over Finn Balor. Maybe a little bit of a surprise since some of the news about Finn Balor getting a big push is coming. But AJ gets the win there. And in the Women's War Games match, this was terrific as well. Becky Lynch returns to help Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Mia Yim defeat the team of Damage Control Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Becky Lynch looking like a superstar here. Now, will Becky and Bianca face off somewhere down the line for the Raw Women's Championship once again? We'll soon find out, maybe in the next few weeks, next few months, will Charlotte Flair come back? Will Sasha Banks come back? Lots of stuff to talk about for WWE, lots of excitement. And also, Austin Theory regains the United States Championship, defeating Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a three-way. A little surprised by that, but maybe they're rebuilding Mr. Austin Theory and... It'd be interesting to see now that he's more serious rather than his goofy taking selfies and taking shortcuts. Maybe his more serious character will be a lot more over with the WWE audience. And also this past Friday night, we had AAW Pros, the Windy City Classic. I believe there was some streaming issues with at HighSpots.TV, but that show is now completely available for you to check out there at HighSpots.TV. And coming up just a little bit short, our previous guest, Big Beef Gnarls Garvin, in his attempt to win the AAW Championship from Jake something. So Jake retains the title, holds on to it there. Plus, we had the big return of Mance Warner. So check that show out on highspots.tv. I don't want to spoil anything since maybe not a lot of people were able to see it live as it happened on Black Friday. All right, heading into this weekend, we have a ton of great local and regional events. Starting Thursday night, December the 1st, Freelance Wrestling presents Golden Double Axe Handle at the Emporium Logan Square at the Arcade. And we, for the Freelance Tag Team Championship, the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews defend against Ashton Starr and Rico Gonzalez. And then we have Craig Mitchell against Cota Hernandez. Kylie Ray takes on Jordan Oliver in what should be a terrific match. And then Storm Grayson gets a test from the young Ezio Orlandi. Then we have Lainey taking on Kenzie Page. And GPA against Dylan McQueen. Saturday, December 3rd, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Christmas Chaos at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. We have No Coast of Joey Blues and Brian Crazer teaming up. And now they're the former Rocket Pro Tag Team Champions but they've been having some issues the last few months getting along. They've gone to therapy. And now GM Damian Saints says they must compete as a tag team once again and are going to face Eric Schultz and EJ Swanson. Rocket Pro Chicagoland Championship, Sean Danger with the amazing turtle at his side challenges the champion ruthless Rockin Rivera of the Fabulous Idols. And then we have the Boomstick 12 Gauge facing Bailey Bright. And in a three-on-four handicap match, which was made at last month's Harvest Havoc show, we have Rion Skill, Shogun Chris Logan, and Maximus Orion taking on the idols team of Kevin Cade, Rockstar Johnny Nye, Damian Gray, and Joey Roth, who makes his return to Rocket Pro after a one-month absence. And then we will have Aaron Stone addressing the Rocket Pro Wrestling crowd after winning the Rocket to the Top briefcase at Harvest Havoc. And then in tag team action, AEOU, Micah Pope and Mile High Nelson Six take on Those Damn Coyotes, Damian Deshane, and the wicked side, Brooks Burnham. Triple threat match, Garrison Creed, who returned last month with a big win over the Ryan Matthews. He takes on the bruising Solomon Tupu and Big Mac. And in your main event, the Rocket Pro Championship Triple Threat Match, All Day Marche Rocket, former ROH star Eli Isom, they challenge Old Evil Christian Rose. Moving on, Saturday night, December the 3rd, POW Entertainment presents Rage Reaction, live from the American Legion, the Drop Zone Bar up in Fox Lake. And these matches are as follows POW Heavyweight Championship, the bearded bruiser Max Holiday defends against Rhino. And then for the POW Tag Team Championship, and Sandra D is barred from the building, the champions Bad Ombre Cartel, Ruthless Ramon, and Xavier DeFaust defend against the Irish Pub Army of Meathooks O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly. POW Midwest Championship, we have Kazile defending against the Hawaiian Hitman. Koal Laksamana. This should be a real exciting three-way match. We have Acid, the veteran, taking on CSW champion Axel Rico. And this week's guest on Windy City Slayer podcast, the great Pauli Tomaselli. And then we have Scott Spade with Tiny and Mistress Misery taking on Tommy McCobb. Tag team action sees the Bruiser Mass Index of Mike Idle and Jamie Race take on Trog the Caveman, and the dog face bastard, Moondog, Greg Murray. Plus, there'll be a hot seat with host Nicholas H. And will Hunter Payne and psychotic Jimmy Blaze make up for their differences, shake hands, and make a truce? It's the first time they're going face-to-face since that crazy elimination tag team match at Wage 20, where we saw Pow Entertainment and SCW explode. Should be interesting happenings up at Powell this weekend. And yours truly will be in attendance covering the show for Windy City Slam. Looking forward to seeing all the Powell fans there this weekend. Also Saturday night, December the 3rd, we have Northland Pro Wrestling presenting Endgame at the Flores Banquet Hall in Woodstock. Just a few of the advertised attractions. Northland Pro Championship. Eric Schultz defends the title in a three-way match against Iniesta and Eddie the Bruiser Cruz. AHW Women's Champion Leslie La Muñeca makes her debut for Northland Pro, and she joined Team Northland at All Hill Wrestling just a couple of weeks ago. And now she is wrestling at Northland Pro. At least I believe she will be wrestling. They haven't announced an opponent or anything. She will be at least making an appearance. And my question is, will the all-heel wrestling brass be there as well? Will King Torch, will the heathen be there to confront the trademark and on Amuneka and all of Team Northland? So it should be interesting to see how the continuing war between Northland Pro and all-heel wrestling escalates. And then in an I Quit match, Metalhead faces AJ Flyer, and in a four-way match, we have Dogface Bastard, Moondog Greg Murray, facing Do Montgomery, Adam Stallion, and Joey Mayberry. And also this Saturday night, December the 3rd, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling presents the largest independent show in the state of Wisconsin, Blizzard Brawl in Waukesha. And in your main event, it's Team Cal in a five-on-five match Cal Hero, Leaf Cassidy, aka L Snow, Dustin Jackson, D'Lo Brown, and Doug Basham taking on Team EC3 of EC3, Luke Curtis, Jacob Fatu, Shura, and Psycho Boy. Women's Tag Team Action sees Chelsea Green and Layla Gray facing off against Tiffany Dieves and ODB. Vampiro takes on Tony Gunn. Eric Redbeard faces Impact Wrestling Superstar Moose. In a four-way match, Jordan Cross, TW3, the Mayan mauler Drew Hernandez, and Cashflow will face off. And then, Mordecai, a.k.a. Kevin Thorn, takes on CBS 58's Mike Kirkhoff. And in what should be his final match, Rashe Brown takes on Milwaukee's own Silas Young. And for the GLCW Championship, my guy, 1,000 days plus, as champion, Backwoods Brown, defends against legendary Gangrel. Plus, you'll see Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, Maria Kanellis, the Nasty Boys, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and Milwaukee's own Candice Michelle making appearances. And Blizzard Brawl is this Saturday night, 7 p.m. bell time in Waukesha, Hats off to David Hero for putting together yet another terrific event. Highly recommended show. If you're not going to one of the shows in Chicago or the Chicago suburbs and you happen to be close to Milwaukee, then Blizzard Brawl is the show for you. Tickets are running low, however. So if you want to go, hurry up and get your ticket. You get to meet a lot of great superstars. But In all reality, no matter what show you go to, you're going to get a great show. Rocket Pro is awesome. Power Entertainment does some great stuff. And Northland Pro is really coming on. So these are all really great companies. Please support them. And obviously freelance on Thursday night as well over at the Emporium Bar and Arcade in Logan Square. But if you can't get to that show, that will be on IWTV.live. And also this weekend, Thursday, December the 1st, PWX presents Power Hour in Streeter. Saturday, December the 3rd shows include Zawa Live, Feats of Strength at the Moose Lodge in Sterling. And then December the 3rd, we have First Time Ever, Illinois at the North Point Arena in Streeter. Also Saturday night, Premier Pro Wrestling's TV tapings are up in Woodstock. And Sunday, December the 4th, Gali Lucha Libre presents Galis Navidad at the Gali Studios in Villa Park. Or if you're just interested in sitting back, having a drink, and having a good time with wrestling stories, Mick Foley's Nice Day Tour comes to the West Chicago Social Club in West Chicago on Sunday night. Get a chance to hear from WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. All right, coming up next on Windy City Slam Podcast, you're going to hear from one of the legendary Chicago independent superstars, Paulie Tomaselli. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Pankow at windycityslam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCityslam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the punk rock prince, Jordan Cross here, live at the Cross Top in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast, Mike Pankow. You are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at the Jordan Cross. I am the punk rock, Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So happy to have, for the very first time, longtime Chicago-area wrestler, and you've been seeing him recently in places such as POW Entertainment, SSW, and All Heel Wrestling. He's been successful in singles as well as in tag teams with the haters and Hardcore Impact. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Pauly Thomaselli. Paulie, how are you doing?
1: Good, man. How are you? Thank you for
0: having me. Oh, great. This is a long time coming.
1: <laughs> right? Very
0: happy. Um, this moment almost didn't happen, however. Uh, a few months ago, one of the haters, threw out one of the Caribbean arrogance guys at all heel wrestling three up in North Chicago. And that particular dude took out yours truly just for a few seconds who was taking pictures at ringside. And I got out of the way just in time. I mean, I just saw you out of the peripheral vision. I saw, I think it was Jay Manny coming down, clipped my shoulder, but he didn't hit my head or the camera. Thank goodness. I had to take like 30 seconds and take a seat just to kind of get my bearings, but I got right back up and shot the action. And I, at some point I'll show you the picture of just the seconds before the actual impact. It's a yes. really good picture.
1: Actually. I, I would love to see it. I apologize, man. I, I, uh, sometimes when you're out there, you're just in the zone and sometimes those masks on those particular masks you were wearing that night, I tried something different when I made them. And instead of having elastic around the uh, jawline, like underneath the, 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 the mouth or, or your chin, I used Velcro because I thought that'd be kind of cool without realizing that we need a little bit of elasticity there to talk. Um, If you're, you know, you your mouth, because you're breathing heavy, it moves the mask down over your eyes. So those ones were definitely one-off masks that are now just, you know, sitting up on a mantle somewhere. So I apologize about that. I really, really, you told me that the other day. You've got to be kidding me. I am so sorry. So, so sorry.
0: Yeah, I nearly had to get legal counsel. I was in touch with Eric Schultz about uh, maybe, uh, (laughs) And he said he had the papers going, so uh, we would have uh, been serving you at some point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My name is uh, Hardcore Craig, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Craig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting moment. And uh, it also uh, kind of emphasizes the dangers of being around ringside. So uh, even if you weren't as seasoned as I am being around the ring, as I've been the last two or three years taking pictures for Windy City Slam, Things can get a little dangerous, and you got to keep your eyes open. Peripheral vision is a good thing as well.
1: Yes, yes, it is, always. Always have your head on a swivel when you're by the wrestling ring. Absolutely.
0: Now, you've been in the business nearly 20 years. and Yeah.
1: What,
0: <laughs> what drew you to wrestling, and who trained you?
1: Um, I have been a lifelong fan of professional wrestling. Uh, my brother Vito got me into it because he was a fan. Our uh, cousin, who's a few years older than us, got him into it. So uh, I would say five, four or five years old, just been a fan. Uh, always loved the, you know, growing up the road warriors, ultimate warriors, my all time favorite along with uh, the macho man, macho Man and warrior are my two guys. If, if you haven't noticed my outfits, uh, if I don't try to emulate people, it's always uh, <laughs> warrior and macho man. So like I said lifelong fan uh, lucky enough to grow up in the attitude era. So I don't have to go back and watch all the DVDs and things like that. Now these days, Uh, or or shows on the network, shows how old I am, talking about DVDs. (laughs) But breaking (laughs) into the business, I started off with uh, PCW, mainly working with John Burke. And uh, I mainly went to his uh, camps. And uh, Tony Scarpone, with with his stuff there, um, for his practices when I started there. But I was only there for, it was under a year. I started in April, and by December, we left. And then that was in 03. And then February of 04 is when we started AAW. So that, that, was, that was actually part of the first group of people that was with the original uh, AAW, which is kind of cool to think about, which with how amazing that company is now and, and <laughs> where they, where they came from, uh, where they're at now, where they came from is truly amazing. But a little fun fact for anyone out there that cares, uh, the very first match in AAW history ever was myself against Lethal Lee. So there you go. Put, put wow. that on your uh, trivia card one day. It's funny because I was just looking at some
0: <laughs> AAW stuff before uh, we started talking, and they're having their 17th annual Windy City Classic. And I know they just celebrated 17 years a few months ago with a big show, so they're still going strong. And now they're kind of the super indie, bringing in all these yeah. like talents from like Impact and sometimes AEW, MLW, oh, yeah. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, man, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for. It. Really, am. But um, I was only there one, sh- one or two shows. And then I, I, I kind of, I went off because at that point uh, in September of Oh three, I started wrestling for RCW, which is now dream wave. And they were bringing out my brother Vito from California. So he had got me booked out there. And through there, I met um, guys like uh, Danny Daniels, uh, Eric priest. I got to wrestle uh, Ace steel, which was, to this day, again, almost 20 years ago, uh, the things that guy taught me in, in one match in an afternoon, I still use today when I'm doing stuff. So that I've been very fortunate with uh, early on meeting the right people and uh, getting trained, not just you know in the ring, but uh, how to represent yourself doing other things too. It's, 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 I've been, like I said, very fortunate, man.
0: Now, the Tomaselli's clan. Uh, Obviously, you already mentioned Vito, but there's also a Sal Tomaselli. So uh, what's your relationship with uh, Sal?
1: Sal is my brother from another mother. Uh, He's the closest thing to family that anyone could possibly be. Uh, Well, him and Craig. (laughs) Him and Craig. Um, Closest thing to the family that you could possibly be without actually sharing your blood. Uh, Not that we haven't spilled each other's blood in the ring before. But Sal and Vito met in California. They were both training with Donovan Morgan and Mike Modest with pro wrestling iron and modest watched the movie, the boondock saints and thought, well, I should get a tag team. We should have a tag team. Uh, would be, uh the, the gimmick would be like the boondock saints. And so we took Vito who was already established there and Sal was just coming in and Sal became uh Thomas Ellie <laughs> the next day. And they became the iron saints because the, the name of the wrestling company was pro wrestling iron. So they were the iron saints and that's where the iron saints came from. Uh, when they started wrestling out here.
0: That's very so, cool. Um, yeah. Early in your career, you've got to have some pretty amazing experiences. You, you wrestled <laughs> and defeated Claudio Casagnoli. Yes. You wrestled people like CM Punk, Chris Hero, Chris Sabin, Eddie Kingston, Tyler Black, Michael Elgin, and Ricochet. And you also had some matches with NWA, TNA Impact, yeah. CZW, Chikara, as well as IWA Mid-South, which was yeah. a pretty big deal in the early 2000s. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Claudio. So through working with RCW slash Dreamwave, whatever you want to call it, I meet Danny Daniels, and <clears throat> Danny was always there to like watch your match. And he was that guy when you, you asked, "Hey man, can you watch my match?" Me would actually watch your match and give you pointers. I wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, kid, you did great," and then blow you off and go do whatever he was doing. <laughs> so Danny always really looked out for me and watched my stuff when I'd ask him and. Uh, we, we, we had a a little friendship there, which was nice. Um, because, uh, because of that, Danny got me hooked up with Ian Rotten and going to IW Mid-South because yeah, this was 2004 at this point and it was hot. I mean, look at the the TPI of 2004. That's Ian's like WrestleMania weekend is TPI. And that particular one was going to be a four day weekend of wrestling (laughs) from Wednesday to Saturday. Uh yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, four days in a row, traveling different towns in Indiana, uh, doing their, their thing every night. I was fortunate enough to be booked on night one. And we get there, and I asked him, you know, who am I wrestling tonight, boss? Well, kid, uh, we're going to put you against Claudio, because I had already wrestled with Claudio and Delirious in a three-way. Dance for my first match ever with mitsop and that's kind of what got me rebooked. Was those two guys helping me out? And I said, "All right, cool. Who, who, who do you want over tonight?" Ah, uh, you know, kid, that, that cardio ain't gonna last here in the states too much longer. Just, I'll just put you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Ian was wrong about that. <laughs> so, uh, but that show, man, I remember. As I, I sat, the, I got in the locker room. And I see Christopher Daniels. I see uh, AJ. Yeah, AJ Styles is there. The who's who of, of everyone, and I'm going. I don't belong here. Like, I, I don't belong here. You know, like I, I'm, I'm too green in the business. Like this is ridiculous. Uh, I remember I set my bag down next to this guy, big dude, long curly hair, and he was reading this comic book. We just kind of sat there and started talking high and blah blah blah. Um. Uh, and I didn't know who it was. Again, I just I was ignorant and 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 not uh, just kind of not really taking it all in the, and, and appreciating where I was at. I was still kind of a little freaked out. And they go, "Hey, Abyss, we need you, man." It's like, "Oh shit, hang on." Grabs his mask, puts it on. And they had to go. He had to go cut a problem. I'm like, oh, I would just, I would just I, did that. Really, just happen? Like, am I hanging out with Abyss right now? Like, holy cow! And at that point, man, I was watching Tina every week. Like, I loved it. I, you couldn't get me away from that because it was something different than WWE, you know. So it was. It was ridiculous, man. Uh, and then in that first month, I had matches with Claudio Delirious, then Claudio in a singles match. I believe I wrestled Matt Sidell at one point in that first month. And then I got to wrestle CM Punk in October of 04 in Highland, Indiana, which was Ian. At that time, Ian's like Madison Square Garden for when he ran shows. That's where he knew he always, you always know the big crowd. As long as you get a sellout, and you were always going to get the hottest show possible. And... Sure enough, I got to wrestle punk on that, that next month. And that was it October or November? When it was October, or November, I don't remember before. Mm-hmm. And I remember the night before, uh, Ian telling me, yeah, kid, tomorrow night, you're going to wrestle punk in the main event. And I was like, yeah, sure, boss. Thanks. I'm just happy to be here. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're going to win the battle Royal. And, and he was, he was actually being serious, but I thought I was, I thought they were pulling a rib on me and, uh, yeah, you're going to be in the battle Royal. You're going to win the battle Royal and then you're going to wrestle punk in the main event. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> Good joke, boss. And uh, sure enough, that that's what happened. And If it wasn't for Punk helping me out in that match, and I know everyone has an opinion on Punk. Mm-hmm. Good guy, bad guy, greatest in the world, shithead, whatever you want to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I swear on here? i, oh, I you're fine. Of, okay, I okay. apologize. I will, I will keep it to a bare minimum. I just, uh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> but people have their opinions about the guy, and for me personally, I don't know him. I don't know him as a person, you know, I've never hung out with him. Um, I've seen him at wrestling shows and that's about it. But if it wasn't for him putting the match together with me and having the match he had with me and all for Ian saying, Hey, I want to see what this kid has. He could have buried me in that match. And then I wouldn't have gotten foot that I've got that early on that I did, because if it wasn't for me and punk in that match, I wouldn't have then been able to travel to CZW then. And do their their best of the best tournament or the trifecta tournament, which mm-hmm. I ended up winning the, the trifecta tournament to go to the best of the best tournament. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I can't I, I'm wrestling I'm in the ECW arena now. Mm-hmm. I, I went from, you know, uh, the Eagles club in Berwyn, and, and and nothing against that, but to wrestling what we all where we all want to be was at the arena at the time. So that was just really cool, man. Like I said, I'm very fortunate, very, very lucky and fortunate with that stuff. Yeah, and uh, the
0: King of Trios and stuff like that too. You didn't you team up with uh, Sal and um,
1: Fido? Yes, yeah, Fido, Sal, and I teamed up in the King of Trios for Chikara. That was fun, man. That was what was that two thousand seven, early two thousand seven, I think. Probably something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun, man. We had we had a lot of fun trips to Philadelphia. It's funny I don't remember a lot of the matches or, you know, different things that happened to the show, but I remember a lot of the funny shenanigans, you know, driving to the show. just 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 the car ride that we had. Uh, the, the core group of four of us was Vito, Sal, myself. And then majority of the time it was our buddy Ben Jordan. And then after Pro Wrestling Elite had started, we then, uh, some of our students, not so much mine, but Vito and Sal students, I just helped out and make gear for them. <laughs> um, they would help with the drive out there too. Because it was a 14-hour drive one way. Oh, yeah. For uh, us uh, coming from Chicago. And then
0: uh, the Soul Touches also uh, made their way out there as well for some of those King of Trios.
1: Yes, they did. And they they represented Chicago very well out there with that. So those guys are awesome, though, man. It's kind of hard to not be around them and not have a smile on your face. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty ridiculous, you know?
0: Yeah. And congratulations to Willie on being inducted in the CSW Hall of Fame. That was pretty Oh,
1: yeah. That's right. Congrats, Willie, on that. That's awesome. Mm And also, uh,
0: you got to team up with Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, against your brethren in 2005 in IWA Mid-South. So what was that experience like?
1: I mean, that was a young, young, young Seth Rollins. so a lot of times when I'm wrestling, when I was wrestling against Vito, it, 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 Vito was the mastermind between all, behind all of our matches with stuff. He, his mind for the wrestling business to put things together and make things fit it's frightening sometimes when you go back and you watch. You go, man, I don't, I don't know how you put that together in your head so quickly. That, that's amazing. Things like that always went well. Uh, wrestling with those guys, you know, it was always Vito and Sal against me and random tag partner Jones. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I know Tyler Black was there. I teamed with uh, B Boy. that yeah, B Boy was kind of our, my my main tag partner against Vito and Sal a lot when Ian would bring actually bring him in, and that was always fun. And then. uh, one of the best matches we ever had, though, was actually an eight-man. It was uh, Vito, Sal, I think Todd Sexton, who's a guy from, from NWA Wildside, and I can't remember the fourth guy on their team. I think maybe Tank from from Wildside or from, uh, I think he works for like GCW now and stuff. Uh, and then it was me, B-Boy, Matt Seidel, and I think Ian Rodden. And that was just a, a riot, man. We just, we just, ugh. Good time again. All those IW, all that time in IW Mid-South, man. It was just uh, in the moment, it felt like it was a blur. And Now looking back, you just hear these different things. Like, oh man, yeah, it was it was awesome. I I loved it. There was actually an eight man too, where
0: I was looking at cagematch.com and you teamed up with El Generico, aka
1: Sammy Zane, one of the hottest (laughs) names in the business right now. Yeah, feeling a little oozy. Um, (laughs) 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 yeah, man, that I believe that was a TPI weekend. Was it me, Generico, Spider Nate Web? I think that might be right. Cause yeah, I and think. and Puma, or T J Perkins, T J Perkins. And so we all wore masks to the ring that night, thinking we were going to be like Al Generico and be funny, you know, like haha, we have masks. Little did we realize that everyone that we were wrestling we were wrestling the Super Dragons because they all decided to wear Super Dragons gear that night. <laughs> and so we're on the back, and we thought like, like like they were ripping us, we were ripping them. We put our masks on. They come back into the room when we get ready to go to walk to the ring like what the come on guys like for real. <laughs> so yeah man that was really cool that was where that was super dragon i think joey Ryan was one of them yeah that was that was that was a long time ago <laughs> i've
0: actually tried to find the actual uh, entry on cage match now I, I was like all over this last night and I, <laughs> I, that, that kind of drew me when i saw el generico yeah oh yeah um there is in that match uh alex shelley claudio casignoli <laughs> Joey Ryan and Super Dragon against yeah. uh, you, El Generico, Nate Webb, and Puma.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Elimination match. Uh, yeah.
1: September One 24. of those doesn't belong there. <laughs> September this 24, guy. 2005, Ted Petty Invitational. <laughs> Indeed. 2005. Oh, my gosh. It's a very <laughs> young 23-year-old me. <laughs> or 20, uh, 21-year-old me. Holy cow. Yeah,
0: 21. And then in 2006 – you got an opportunity to be on TV for TNA and yeah. you and a partner took
1: on Team 3D. What was that like? That was a trip man. That was actually my second time down there. First time being in 2004. Which was really cool. That was a lot of fun. Got to wrestle the Three Live crew. Of oh, nice. uh, yeah, Road Dogg and K Quick. So that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. But this time around was uh, I teamed with Joe Doring. If you don't know who that is or not. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a team of Joe Doring, of all people. Like, it was cool, man. A uh, little scary, though, <laughs> because I got that. I got hooked up with that by doing a camp with Scott Moore, Actually, Seth Rollins was down there with us the, the, on that trip, along with Jeff Lux. So okay. the four of us were together. And I did this camp, and then Scott Demore pulled uh, Rollins out to the side. And, hey, like, uh, I'd like to have you guys come down. In a week to do some enhancement work. Yeah, which I did. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we get down there and stuff and find out that it's going to be Doring and I against the Dudleys and then Luxon and, and Rollins against uh, LAX, Homicide, and um, Hernandez. And uh, the Dudley boys show up and they were just making their return that night. <laughs> so they're, they're, there was their comeback to TNA. And they get their itinerary and all of a sudden Bubba just starts screaming. Russo! Russo, where the F are you? Russo, I need to talk to you now. Well, what he read on the itinerary was on night, because we, they were filming two weeks of TV that night, so on, mm-hmm. on the first TV taping, they were going over on us. Yay, we're back. Happy to be here. Yada, yada, we, hey, right? And then on the next TV taping, they were supposed to have a segment with the Insane Clown Posse. And for whatever reason, Bubba didn't want to work with them at all. And he was just, he was he, he got on one. He was pissed. And then Demore's like, "Hey guys, let's go meet you. let's go meet your opponents." We're like, "No, like we're not. No, like we're good right now." So like, come on, <laughs> it will be fine. So we're standing there like a couple of you know douchebags. Like, oh, hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, and, and they were cool. They were really cool to us. And then luckily, uh, the clowns no showed that day, so Bubba got happy again. <laughs> so we were able to have a good match, and everything worked out great. Uh, the funny thing about it was, though, because of being with IW Mid South and the guys that Ian would bring in, like Pete Williams, Alex Shelley, they pulled me to the side that day and they were like, "Hey, man, we're really sorry for what what's about to happen. What? Like, they're they're gonna smash you guys. Like, we, this is what it is. You know, just protect yourself." And I don't know if they were trying to scare me, if they were ripping me, or 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 what. But <laughs> I gotta be honest, man, I, I they were great. They were great, and I was more excited just to be in a six-sided ring at that time. Then, you know, worrying about getting smashed and you know, looking bad on TV. So it was it was cool, man. It was a really, 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 really good experience.
0: Pretty awesome. Now, you've been an attraction around Chicago in the Midwest for a very long time. And my question to you is, what happened to the dream of the big time? Were you
1: uh, angling to get into a bigger promotion like a TNA or a WWE at one point? Yeah, uh, for me personally, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten into wrestling if I didn't want to make it to WWE. I really wanted to go to Japan. When I first started wrestling, that was really big with the pro wrestling iron school without California where we don't sell at. And then, uh, you know, life happens, you know, jobs happen, things. I, uh, I got to a point at, at a few years in where I didn't take wrestling serious. So I didn't go to the gym as much. And I kind of started looking like crap and didn't really care. I, I you know, shoot the I didn't care. And, and I was just having fun, but you know, yeah, the main goal is always, you know, TNA, WWE Japan, you know, I knew where I could get at that point, point. and then, uh, you know, <laughs> I I moved on, I got got my head on my ass, started doing you know other things, started you know really staying with the business more, and then uh, I uh, I got married, and then we had a daughter, mm-hmm. and so your priorities really shift at that point. Like, do I want to keep doing this silly thing where I'm play fight with my friends in my underwear, or you know, do I want to have a good career outside of this? I just have fun, play funny with my friends in my underwear. Um, and, I mean, we're friends on Facebook. And anyone that's friends with me on Facebook knows that I, I'm, like, the most proudest dad ever of my mm-hmm. daughter. She's amazing. And, you know, sadly, her mom and I did get a divorce. But, you know, I'm a big believer in, in people coming to your life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. And, uh, you know, her mom definitely came into my life so we could have uh, our daughter together because, man. Well again, I'm proud of you. I'm a proud dad, man. My daughter's a shit. I love her to death. <laughs> yeah, she's I always go, who's my BFF? She's like, Me, Daddy. I'm like, that's right, don't forget that. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, and she's been involved with some POW entertainment stuff too. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah, she has. Uh, <laughs> back in April of this year, uh my brother came back for one one more match for a memorial show for Matt Mayha. Yes. And so Vito and I teamed up that day and He's always told me how, man. You know, it's, you know I'm jealous that Nova has got to see you wrestle. I want, you know, my my daughter, my, my son, like they've seen tapes, but it's not the same. It's not the same. He's like, I just I want to have Sophia walk into the ring. And I was like, that's cool, <laughs> awesome, you know. And so I didn't have my daughter that weekend. Uh, she was with her mom, so I, I didn't think twice about it. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, she'd want to do that or anything like that. And then I was scrolling through my phone after it. When, like a week or so after I had her, and the pictures from the show popped up. She's like, "Is that Sophia?" I'm like, "Yeah." Did she walk you guys to the ring? I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> why can't? Why did I get to do that? I'm like, "Cause you weren't with me." I go, I, "Whatever," you know. So that night, Jimmy had actually asked me, like, "Where's your daughter, Adam?" And she's not here, man. Like, don't, don't bring it up. You know, I didn't didn't know we were gonna have the the kid fight, right? And uh, so then Jimmy goes. You know, when when we have a show coming up, I was like, I think it'd be awesome for nobody to do that for you. So I didn't even have to ask him about it. He had brought it to me, which is just one of the things about Jimmy blaze that I've known that guy since I was fourteen years old when my brother first started training at, at, at well it was PWI at the time that then became PCW. You know, I've I've known that guy twenty four years now, man. You know, it's it's crazy. And and that he's just a really, really good dude. And and he cares more about other people than he does himself, I think at the time. And uh And the fact that he even brought it to my attention is just awesome. And because of him, I have one of the coolest moments in time with my daughter. Photos and things and and she got to cut a promo because (laughs) when I picked her up that day, she's nervous, super nervous, you know, and I'm like, What is wrong with you? Like you're super quiet. She's like, Oh nothing, I'm fine. I'm like, Oh, you're nervous about tonight, aren't you? No, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, Come on, be honest. can we just call Uncle Sal right now? And I went, yeah, because she loves talking to Sal on the phone. She'll talk to him sometimes. Like she like give me the phone. I'm like what? No, <laughs> I want to talk to him. No, no, no. I want to talk to Uncle Sal. We have conversations. And so she wants to call him. And so he he was kind of calming her down. And I'm kind of like, hey, how about you? Uh, how about you cut a promo, Nova? She's like, I don't want to. I'm like, just repeat after me. And along with with you know, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Scott Hall, Razor Moon. That that is another one of my all time favorites. So. I like to have her emulate like his promos. I'll be like, hey, it's survey time. It's survey time. Did you come here to see Pauly Tomaselli? And she that. or did you come here to see the N-O-V-A? And she did that, and the way she said it with the inflection in her voice, the N-O-V-A. Sal loses it. He almost fell off his couch laughing. <laughs> and I, I, luckily, I didn't go off the side of the road because we were driving, but I was laughing. Again, it, it, it popped me, right? So we're at the show that night. We tell Jimmy about it. I'm like, no, but do your promo. She's like, ah. I'm like, come on, babe, just do your promo. It'll be funny. She's like, help me. I was like, okay, do the whole thing. And then she's like, yeah, oh, She She's like, honey, do you, do you want to cut a promo in the ring? She's like, yeah, I do, I do. So she was able to do that. So again, just those little moments like that, being able to share it with her in the ring was really cool. Really, really cool, man. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she even got to slap people. So she's, and jump off the top ropes. So yeah, she's, She's good. And that little jerk, and I say that with nothing but love, but one match, involved in one match, she was main event. She went over, and she had fireworks blasting after we won. All in all, in the one match she's had.
0: She even got Pyro. She <laughs>
1: yeah, got Pyro. What the hell, man? What the hell, Pyro? She's seven. This is ridiculous.
0: Well, it seems like you've been picking and choosing your spots where to work the last few years. You haven't been as busy as you were in the early years, obviously (laughs) with family and real life and stuff like that. So All-Hill Wrestling is a place you've kind of gravitated to recently. And you recently, the other day, just became the number one contender to the AHW Midwestern Championship by beating that crazy Mo Foley. And you won a match at a skate
1: park. So what was that experience like? Dude, that was... That was a, that was a really good experience, man. It's funny. I walked in and I didn't know exactly like how it would be, would be set up at a skate park. Cause I'm not a skateboarder rollerblader like anything that involves a skate park. I want to watch on the X games and not try to participate in because when I was a kid and all my buddies were skateboarding and I couldn't even do an Ollie, I'm like, yeah, this one's not for me. Like I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take a step back and watch you guys fall on your asses. And, uh, So to walk in was was like, oh, what's it going to be like? And I I, I was hoping there would be like something like on a half-pipe doing tricks or something. And then I realized that, yeah, like we talked about 20 years. I've never wrestled in a skate park before like that. That's kind of cool. Like, oh, so I I was able to kind of like soak it in. So that experience alone, just being there was awesome. And then uh, working with with, uh, Mo Foley, man. Dude, I go back with those guys, shoot, 12 years now. We met them when – they booked Vito and I for the first time in 2010 uh, when Vito and I were on tour with the Insane Clown Posse wrestling for those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I've known them for a long time, and uh, and and we've had some really good matches. And, and uh, <laughs> I have to say, Sunday was probably one of my more favorite matches I've had in a long time. And uh, you know, and and you're right, I do work more sparingly now than I, I did before, but. It, it is by choice, but it's not really by choice. The fact that I work with my work schedule, I work every other Saturday night or weekend. And for that matter, I work every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday now. So I don't take vacation off work for, for for things if I don't have to. And if I can't make it to a wrestling show, I can't make it to a wrestling show. Um, so it kind of sucks sometimes. But uh, that's why I try to make it count whenever I can. And these guys at All Hill Wrestling, man, they're awesome. The promoters are great. Really, really, really nice people. Uh, they treat the, the the roster with nothing but respect. They they take care of everyone really well. They don't just come at you going, This is what you're doing tonight. And then walk away like, Here's our idea. Like, what do you think? And then, you know, they, they let like, you tweak things and have fun. And, and as long as everyone's having fun, like they're having fun. And that's all that matters. And I think it really showed in this last show of theirs, uh, being number five, they've been able to kind of piece things together of what worked one time and didn't work this time, but it's working out here and, and doing things. And and uh, yeah, man, that last show this past weekend was awesome. I thought it was a really good show all around. They had a little bit of mix of every type of wrestling that you'd want. And I was able to have a real banger with, with Mo Foley, So I was real happy with that, man. It was experience. Yeah. Like
0: what I like about all heel is, you know, the diversity of the talent, the men and the women and uh,
1: all the different gimmicks and characters and yeah. stuff like that. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why, like Craig and I were doing the haters there, which is a gimmick. Beto and I got in JCW with ICP, and we were doing that there. And then this next time around, I knew Craig wasn't going to be there. I knew it was going to be a singles match. They start posting the, the flyers, and it's 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 now it's Polly. <laughs> hey man, I go. Do you guys need a haters like single photo or something? They're like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're 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 revamping you. I was like, okay, like whatever, like that'll be fine. What do you want? I'm still thinking I'm going to be a heel though. You know, and I don't mind being a heel, but I so much would rather be a babyface. I just, my my personality, uh, my my moveset, everything has always been geared more towards fan friendly than uh, calling someone an idiot or, oh, you're fat. Well, so am I. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, we're going to make you babyface. I'm like, I'm sold. We're in. Let's do it. So it was nice, man. It was really cool. And, And then, yeah. So it was a good show. It was a real show. I had a good time. Yeah. And they got a pretty big match coming
0: up at power entertainments rage reaction this weekend, December yes. the 3rd up in Fox Lake. You'll be doing a triple threat with acid, a legend going back to the LWF days and Axel Rico, who just won the CSW championship. So that's going to be
1: really cool. Yeah, I am Oh, to say I'm excited about this would be an understatement. <laughs> um, uh I've known acid again, 15, 16 years old, let's go to wrestling shows with my brother. And in that time, then, you know, you know, get in in the business myself and stuff, becoming friends with the guy, me like a moron staying in the business and going off and being a dad and continuing his career. And then having the love of wrestling to come back and try it out again, man. Uh, when Jimmy told me that that was the match, I was beyond floored because Axel Rico is a guy I've only worked with a couple times. And every time uh, I mean, again, talk about an amazing guy, amazing worker, someone that gets it where he understands that it's not about him. It's about the match, the promotion or, you know, getting the show over and not just himself, but he also does a really good job of getting himself over with, with the way he works. He's awesome. So I think the three of us are going to have some really good chemistry in the ring that night. And I can't wait. I, I mean, I, I can't, I do yeah, that. That's going to be, that's gonna be a banger. That really is. Uh, yeah, it'll be funny. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun putting the match together, I think. And then uh, I'm not taking any chops from Acid, though. If you've ever seen any of his chops, he's got—they're uh, like RoboCop hands, man. Like I don't know where, like, I don't know how it turns into steel, but it just does. When it smacks you, it hurts. Marche Rocket and Acid are two guys that I won't take chops from. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse because they they both suck. <laughs> They both absolutely <laughs> suck. I refuse to do it, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, as an aside, I got to see a Marche Rocket versus Gary J match at CSW a couple of years ago. You talk about two guys that will chop the hell out of you. Those yeah. are two
1: guys that will do that. Oh, yeah, and I, I love going out and having a chop list, man, but i have taken both of them. Oof. One time, Marche Rocket <laughs> up at SSW. The one dude, I can't remember his name now. He was, he was a manager, but he was involved in the match. And he was wearing like a like a D. LeBron, Brown like catcher's like chest protector. Omar mm-hmm. well, Shey gave him a back chop, <laughs> not realizing there's a metal like clip in the back that holds the straps all together. Cool. He hit him so hard, and again, not on purpose, just <laughs> the dude's a beast. It dug into his back, and the dude was bleeding like not just like a little like fish trickle, like literally almost a, a gouge. In between like a gouge and like a real fine, like, um, uh, like paper shutter cut. We are like, oh or, uh, yeah. Or like exacto pen or knife. Just blood oh. sugar. Like, Oh dude, Marche's like, oh. man,
0: I did not mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Marche's face as you said that too. It's pretty funny. Like, Oh, <laughs> shoot, Polly,
1: Come on, man. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's get into a couple of other things personally about you before we go. One thing we kind of talked about already. You mentioned the Macho Man. You mentioned the Ultimate Warrior. Don't you have tattoos of those guys on your leg? I do.
1: I do. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I also have the Ultimate Maniac logo tattooed on my leg as well. Oh yeah. Um, really? So a few years ago, my brother decided to buy a tattoo gun, and he said, "Like they're not going to be good tattoos, <laughs> but I'll tattoo anyone that wants a, wants a shitty tattoo." So he actually had people that were like, no, I, I actually want, like, a bad tattoo. Like, will you do that? And he, he ended up getting good at it. My brother's really good at finding the science behind something. Even if he's never done it, he'll watch YouTube videos. And, you know, next thing you know, he's completely built an entire house. You're like, how'd you do this? He's like, eh, YouTube. You're like, good job, asshole. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, he, 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 he started tattooing. And I said, hey, man, you know, before you're done, because then he kind of got bored with it. Uh, and, and no time between, you know, family things and stuff and work. I said, dude, before you quit, man, I want, I want you to tattoo at least one tattoo on me." he's like, Oh yeah. What's that? I go, I want the Hasbro's ultimate warrior line drawing. That was like on the back of the box. He's like, Oh, I could do that. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So then he did that one. And then shortly after that, I got a tattoo machine from South for my birthday because, uh, I started painting again I, I'm really big into art i love I love painting. it's such a relaxing it takes you out of the moment. you know you're stressed out, work, it's cold outside, you know whatever it's It's something where I can put on something a movie on TV or music in the background, find something and just start doodling away and then next thing you know I have something hanging on my wall. so I started doing a lot of different paintings and stuff and, and Sal's like you know you kind of need to start tattooing. I'm like, no, no, I don't no, I don't it's okay. Well, that was in, like, February, March, and then April for my birthday. I'm driving home one day. He's like, hey, man, you home? I'm like, I just out on my street. It's like, cool, cool. Check your porch. The, a package was delivered. Your birthday present was like, off. Oh, thanks. <clears throat> thanks, man. So I get out of the car, blah, 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 get on my porch, and there's my package. So I open it up, and it's a tattoo machine. I'm like, you son. And I was on the phone with him the whole time. I'm like, did you? He's like, yeah, I did. He's like, start tattooing. So the first one I did on my leg, because uh, I I was always told as a tattoo artist, if you can't tattoo yourself, you can't do, tattoo someone else. It's uh, it's like an unwritten rule or something. And uh, so the first one I did was a Batman logo on my right thigh. And I'd already had the Ultimate Warrior on my other thigh. So that one healed. A couple weeks later, I found the Macho Man Hasbro line drawing and slapped that one on my leg. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I have my Macho Man Warrior. And then when that one healed, I'm like, man, Ultimate Maniacs. Kind of have to do that logo. So then I put that right above there, above those. You can't see that one because my, my singlet, um, leg, the legs of my cigarette don't always ride up that high. It's pretty high up there. So <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and man. I-, I ended up doing Superman, Batman, uh, flash and green Lantern on my right thigh. Mm-hmm. I did a baby Yoda on my calf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the, my favorite one that I've well, I have two that are my favorite that I've done so far to myself. Uh, with a third as a, in, a, in a close second, but my daughter's name's Nova. Obviously, we talked about that, so I took four stars and stacked them on top of one another. And I had her with a pen write her name, N O V A, inside of and, and, and each letter in each star. So I'll forever have her five year old handwriting on my leg, and then I let her pick out the colors and what it's going to go where. So she really likes that one, and then, um few months ago my grandma passed away and uh at 86 years old my grandma got her first tattoo oh wow like, yeah how badass is that right pretty like, much yeah my, yeah my grandma is tough she got a tattoo it's a heart but it's still <laughs> she got a tattoo right <clears throat> so and on it it said jack on it because that's my grandpa's name and then everyone on my mom's side of the family their first names either begins with a j or an m so on the bottom of the heart, it had it has J's M's. So my grandma, and, and the way she explained it was, I have all of the loves of my life with me at all times, right here on my arm. Wearing your heart on your sleeve. The whole that was kind of the whole premise of the whole thing for the tattoo. Uh, again, really awesome for an eighty-six year old woman who used to yell at me and my brother about having tattoos. I can't believe you would do that to your body. And then sure enough, she got one. Like I said, she's she was a tough old broad, man. She was she was awesome. Um, so what I ended up doing was after she passed away, I took the photo that I had of her tattoo and I was able to trace her exact tattoo where it says Jack above it with the same handwriting and everything. And I put that on my leg, but instead of putting the J's and M's for my aunts and uncles and my mom, I put Marilyn, which is my grandma's name. So it says Jack and Marilyn. And then her tattoo was just a purple heart because purple was her favorite color. And so I took the half Half the tattoos is purple and the other half is blue and red because my grandpa is the biggest diehard Cubs fan ever. So I want to have a tattoo for both of them. And I didn't want to wait for him to pass away because God forbid that'll happen, you know, one day um, to be able to see, you know, a tribute to, to, to you know, two people that, <laughs> if, you know, weren't for them i I wouldn't be here you know Mm -hmm. so (laughs) uh so yeah man yeah i sorry i went on a huge long tangent about tattoos and tattooing but yeah uh, i I love it man it's all cool it's a great story and uh, the
0: other thing that i know you really love and i kind of bribed you after the show with them (laughs) are you i know where you're going (laughs) reese's holiday candies yeah the peanut butter
1: Halloween stuff yeah they're the best. The, for some reason, and, and it's hard for me to have like regular Reese's peanut butter cups now because the chocolate to peanut butter ratio on the pumpkins, the Christmas trees, and the Easter eggs mm-hmm. is just spot on. It's the best. I need them to make a, a, every other month or so have a new holiday uh, Reese's come out because it's ridiculous. Can we get some Valentine's hearts or something, too? Like, what's going on here, guys?
0: Yeah, why, I think why, they've why,
1: done that. I, if they have, I haven't seen them, but – yeah. It's it's such a. I've had fans bring me bags. Uh, you know, Craig's kids will bring me a bag of those. You know, hey, yeah, we're at the store. I made my dad buy the store. Like, ah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but even my daughter, we were at the store the other day, and she's we she's a little bit. Heavy. I'm pushing the cart. You know, happy go lucky dad. You know, at the, at the store, you know, looking around. Oh, what are you doing. She's like, daddy, look. I'm like, what? She holds up this bag. She's like, they got the Christmas trees. I'm like, put them in the cart right now. <laughs> <start> right now. <laughs> yeah man it's uh that's ridiculous, but yeah.
0: oh, The big secret is you go like the day after Halloween yes. or the day after Christmas to a Walmart, make sure you go kind of early in the day because everything's 50% oh, yeah. off. And if you're lucky, you can get snag a couple of those bags at half price.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, you have That's to what I that, have man.
0: in my drawer in my office. <laughs> I, I've been, you know, a couple of day for the last three or four weeks. And obviously I Bronx some up to AHW the other day to kind of get <laughs> yeah. myself some energy.
1: And I figured, oh, what the hell I had in my bag? Share with Paulie you know, for someone who's thrown people onto you and stuff like that, I can't believe you did that. That was surprising. <laughs> and it made my entire day. But like I told you, like I said, I, like these don't make it out of the parking lot. They didn't. Uh, they sure actually, did. they didn't even make it to where I was pushing the clutch in my car to like turn the key. Like as I was turning the key, I was ripping open. Other- <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't have, you know, many addictions in life and things. I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, to ha- have that, uh, where I, where I'm not, you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict. Like I, dude, you know, I'm addicted to (laughs) Reese's holiday candies. (laughs) And I can't get enough of them. Put them in the fridge. Put them in the car. Especially this time you keep in the car. It's going to stay cold the whole time. Oh, with a big tall glass of milk. Get them out of dude. Look out.
0: All right. One last thing before I let you go. Uh, plug your social media
1: if you have any merchandise and whatever upcoming shows or projects you might have. Who Social media, just search Pauly Tomaselli for Facebook. I think it's actually Pauly.Tomaselli. Instagram is P. Tomaselli, but if I don't know you, you're not going to be able to follow me on Instagram because that's more of a personal friends and family thing, uh, Whereas Facebook. I don't care about uh, people seeing whatever I put up there. And uh, Twitter, which I don't use, but I have it, is uh, at P. Tomaselli. As far as merchandise goes, man... I need to get some new stuff made. <laughs> Craig and I had a bunch of stuff made before, and we we finally dwindled down on that. And the pandemic hit, and I never thought twice about getting more stuff made. And then uh, there's been the people asking about it, you know, for for shows and things. So I got to get some some new shirt ideas. So if anyone has a shirt idea, hit me up on one of my social media outlets and, then, and let me know what you think. Um, and then as far as matches go, to close out the year right now, I just have Pow. Uh, on December 3rd in Fox Lake, which I can't wait to have uh, that three-way dance with Acid and Axel Rico, man. So let's see what 2023 brings. All right, Paulie Thomas, Ellie, thank you so much. One of the most
0: enjoyable interviews I've had in a while and uh, thanks again.
1: Hey, man, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. It's been awesome. And uh, let's get these numbers up so I can beat Scott Spade.
0: So much fun talking to Paulie Tomaselli and I really like talking to the veterans of the Chicago scene because they just have so many stories. They have so many connections. Great, great interview with Paulie Tomaselli and we hope you've enjoyed it. And we're hoping to get some more veterans of the Chicago scene on the show in the weeks and months to come. All right, next week, we're going to recap a huge weekend around the region. Plus, we welcome back one of our biggest guests over the past few years. You love him, but you definitely hate him. It's yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. And we're gonna talk about his comeback, his continuing rivalry with Matt Nix at Freelance Wrestling, and his upcoming appearance with FTC LLC for Warrior Wrestling. And you can catch that all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.